cool. So, what are we discussing this week? What's, what's um, the, the points of discussion that we got there? Let me put on this thing. So, uh, oh, yeah, pin it. So, what was the first question? Past deeds, right? Good versus bad. Mm-hmm. My screen is clear today, yeah? Mine's not glitching or nothing. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you had it consistently for a few weeks, didn't it? Everyone's got to go through. <laughs> I'm going to pin it, yeah? So, ah, cool. Uh, Okay, so past these, good versus bad. So the first question I was going to ask was, does everyone have a good and evil side? I think that's, I think, I think that's basic common knowledge. I feel like... Well, yin and yang, yeah? Yeah, of course. You don't think? No, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, obviously, the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, we have all these statues that are coming down at the moment. Yeah. And obviously, they'll put there, I guess, for the good deeds they must have done. But... You know, <laughs> they've got a bad past that currently they're getting ripped down an hour for, like, you know, the slave trading and all that stuff. So where where do you draw the line? Um, I get it, it? Because, for example, we're talking about that statue in Bristol, yeah, the Edward Colston, Edward Colston statue, yeah. They were saying a lot of people, a lot of the people that weren't being oppressed were saying that, oh, you know, he did a lot of things, like, in terms of donating money to charity, Mm-hmm. Um, building social housing for people, basically giving back to the community, innit? But from that, people were just like, well, he was a slave, he was a slave owner and a slave trader. So no matter what he did, like no matter all the good things that he did, yeah, it sprung from a bad, what do you call it, um, a bad foundation. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm. I don't know. I thought it's it's bad, man. I can't say it's good. You know what I mean? It's like me. It's like me, like, obviously, this is just an example. I'm not saying this is going to generally be the case, but it's like me robbing some, like my friend's mum, but giving the money to charity. The initial act of me robbing them is, is the, the most traumatic thing that they're going to remember. They're not going to remember that, let's say, the rest of the community had food for the week. They're going to remember the experience that they went through. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. you can't necessarily do something bad to... I think that's the question in itself. I don't think you can do something bad to justify a positive outcome. Do you know what I mean? Because it's always selfish. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's to a detriment of someone else. Do you know what I'm saying? How do you feel about it? What do you feel about that particular good versus bad situation? Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, definitely. I do. I agree because obviously it depends on the viewpoint you're looking at. I think, you know, obviously us, you know, <laughs> slaves, it's not, it's not a good look, is it? But no. to the... To some people in Bristol, they believe, you know, because because he did so much good for the city, even though it was funded through slave trading and all that, it might it's actually it's actually justified that he's there, like his name is commemorated and you know, his his deeds for the Community. for the city should be um recognized. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think you have to just be wary of certain ideals because, as you mentioned, you can't just have you can't just do bad to like justify good. Mm. Um, so I definitely agree with you there, but I'm wondering the the weighting of it because, for example, when we get to figures like Churchill, for example, um, mm. a lot of people will say his deeds were like so great that mm. the few you know racist remarks he made or whatever 
or his um <laughs> or his um <laughs> or his ideologies yeah or his ideologies they, they overshadow like those things mm-hmm. so obviously we've seen that a lot of the moment a lot of people are <laughs> going out to defend the church or statues all that jazz and yeah, there's a whole flipping march on it for saturday isn't it yeah literally but it's gonna be that, might be like, awesome yeah yeah exactly but go on yeah to finish your point no yeah so i think obviously it depends on your viewpoint on things and it's definitely it's difficult because because we see with celebrities even when they've done like so many good things in a certain field like maybe their personal life might not be the greatest they might have cheated on their wife or something like that but (laughs) (laughs) but ultimately because they're so great a lot of that stuff is overlooked and i feel that's kind of happening in the case of churchill so yeah, where do you draw the line? That's uh, that's another question in itself. What do you think? Yeah. Um, no, no, you made some very valid points, man, for sure. Like, but um, I think when it comes to what, what was it, good versus bad in terms of past deeds, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like sometimes, in a sense, and it's going to sound a bit. I don't think it's wild, but I think it's logical in a sense. Terms of there's always going to be winners and losers to both sides. So yeah. the good that, you know, someone like Edward Colston did for Bristol has benefited the people that don't see stuff like, you know, um, racism or oppression or, you know, like the things the the minorities are experiencing. So they're going to feel some type of justification and pride in that. Do you get what I'm saying? And they're going to yeah. protect it. Like, well, this never affected me in a negative way. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like with good and bad, there always comes winners and losers. And there's always a side that benefits from it regardless if the person's a slave trader or not like even if we're talking in a business aspect we might like a particular brand someone takes it over and the person that sells it is benefiting to the good but it's to the detriment of the listener to to the consumers because they might just switch up the style do you get what i'm saying no we don't even we don't yeah even, yeah for sure know, we don't even um we can't All even workplace, yeah them. yeah do you get what i'm saying so i feel like mm. there's always an element of of good like winners and losers to good and bad and <clears throat> With certain things like that, yeah, sometimes past deeds are, like, negative past deeds can be suppressed for a long time. So the whole Edward Colston thing, I was on the phone to H the other day, actually, he called me, and he said, bro, like, do you know how long they've been petitioning to take this thing down? Like, it's only because something major has shown a massive platform on it that people just like, you know what, why are we we even, like, petitioning? We're just going to do it ourselves and take it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get get it, innit? Like, I feel like sometimes it takes a build-up for people's negative elements to really resurface. Because I reckon, n- not a lot, I don't even want to sound ignorant, but there might be some people that don't ne- necessarily know about the area that would have walked past that statue and just thought nothing of it. Mm, you know, they might not even blink twice, but there's some people that live there, they've grown up there, and they just see it as a representation of the imbalance and stuff in the community. So there's mm-hmm. that end, and then there's the end of, well, it's a sense of pride, you know what I mean? It shows how far we've come, what we've managed to accomplish, how we've benefited, how we've grown, from someone that's really reinvested in us, even though it's to the de- detriment of um, the minority in, in our communities. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. So what do you think should be done about it, like, in general? Because um, obviously there were some people trying to fish it out. I think actually the the council, they got it out today. Yeah, yeah. They, they um, said they put it in the museum. For me, personally, I don't know. I always, I don't want to be cancelled, but I feel like, the statues are not necessarily the biggest things. I think it's good that, you know, like, they're, they're definitely taking into consideration and being like, you know what, yeah, 
it's true what these people are um, campaigning about. Like, this is not really a representation of what Britain should represent today. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. In terms of, you know, um, diversity. But I think we shouldn't forget the most tangible things come from policies and laws. Like, if that's not changing and it's just statues getting removed and people kneeling in, picture, in pictures with Kente, but it's going to be the, it's gonna, it's gonna be the same in the next... In the next two to three years, you get what I'm saying, and then we're gonna no, come facts. back to a point. So someone addressed that and said, like, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, um, like, defeat, let's just say, racism and good versus evil, yeah. I don't think you'll ever defeat. I think there's always some good and there's always some bad, anyway. But in terms mm. of this specific specific aspect of racism, yeah, they were like, we can't target, we can't target um, isolated incidents. For so, for example, the George Floyd murder, yeah, was just is massive, isn't it? Shockwaves across the whole world, but. We can't just base it on that one incident. We have to tackle the systematic systems and policies behind that where people can get off as a police officer. Like, they can kill him and then six months later, bus case and walk around signing autographs. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we really need to target. So, obviously, the incidents and people's negative past bring up um, and cause... What's the word? Like Discussion. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's a, yeah, sense, yeah, of, yeah. There's a sense of vim. Like, we need to change this. It's just going forward, trying to change those things, we have to definitely target the things that uphold them and give it power. So the policies, the systems, the institutions that have had it in a place for so long where it's not just going to be people protesting and marching, which isn't a wrong thing anyway, you know what I mean? All right, mm-hmm. it's going to change it. It's, it's a prolonged effort to address and tackle the policies and systems behind it. So, yeah. Okay. That, I think that links in quite nicely to our next topic. So yeah. let me put that up. Yeah, Basically, the importance of being in positions of power. Backstore, did you see that video that was circulating? I don't know. It's not an old video because when I when I watched it on YouTube, it was about six months old, didn't it? But um, there was a video. If, if people haven't seen it, it'd be sick if we could actually share links here. But um, there's there's a video of a black man getting arrested, which is nothing new in America anyway. By police in it and then he was asking them like oh why am i being detained why are you stopping me all the all the normal questions someone would ask that's not done anything wrong you know what i mean and they yeah. can't answer the questions so obviously there was a fuss getting kicked up his friends were kind of trying to step in they weren't listening to the point where they handcuffed him and then okay. he, he was he was just like look you can't even tell me what i've done wrong like you're just blah, 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 blah. so they're arguing going back and forth and then the next thing he said which was like almost like the trump card or the ace in his pocket, he was like, I'll pull out my ID, pull out my ID, in it. and then obviously they pulled out the ID now, and they've seen the guy works for the FBI, and their whole demeanor changed, like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and literally within within the space of 30 seconds, they uncuffed this guy, and he was like, kind of, he had that authority figure over them, like, you know, I'm not I'm not one of these people you can do that thing. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Do that injustice too, and get away with, do you get what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. I think that's a strong, that is a strong position of power in it it's not necessarily because he works for the fbi but i think the level that he got to obviously working for the fbi definitely helps so i'm not disregarding that you know what i mean i think mm. the level of where he's at is like he can now have sometimes type of power to protect himself in certain situations where it's detrimental to him due to no fault of himself do you know what i'm saying so i think yeah that's important if you want to elaborate or add to that uh no yeah so i'll get into that because obviously we did mention you know, we were just talking about the statues and stuff. But I don't know if you saw this other interview regarding um, the mayor of Bristol. No. Yeah, so basically, 
obviously he's been he's a black man and he's been in I think he's been mayor for four years now. In but, Bristol? Yeah. I didn't even know that, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically he hasn't <laughs> during this time, I think one of the journalists was getting on to him saying, you know, you've had all this time and you haven't taken down the statue basically. Yeah. So and he had a quite a sick response to be honest. He was like, <laughs> you know, um, I was focusing on actual things that, as you said, like the policies, the laws, yeah. um, all that jazz. So it's just, it's difficult because obviously you think, you think being in a position of power is enough sometimes, but sometimes yeah. it's not because you have to be conscious of your skin color. And that's another yeah. point he brought in, like, yeah. I'm like the token black here. <laughs> I can't just come and immediately try and take down a statue. People are going to say, oh, this is just because I'm black. You know, da, 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 da. So point. it's good now that... Well, I don't, yeah, I think it's good now that it's calmed down and it seems to be happening around the country. So, yeah. No, it's, that's that's so a good point. It's, yeah, it's Even another question. We, yeah, before we got to that, if we happen, but mm. go on, yeah, you're saying? I, no, I'm saying it's another question. Do you think being in positions of power is enough? That's a good point, you know. That's a very good point. Because obviously, even with that situation, like you said, again, there's winners and losers in it. Because uh-huh. if he takes the statue down after all these people have been petitioning before this incident happened, it's like, oh, now you're just trying to um, devalue and deface what Britain stands for. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. No one really, not everyone sees the context behind it, apart from the people in the community that have been petitioning to get it taken down. Do you get what I'm saying? So uh-huh. that's a very good point that you make because it's like, if I'm Prime Minister then all of a sudden, all the ethnic minorities are winning in London. Every, everyone's really, like, prospering. It's going to mm. be like, well, you're only, doing, you're only doing stuff for your people. What about the other working-class people in flipping, you know, Stoke or, or Bradford that we can't get jobs? You know what I mean? So uh, it's true, like, I think with power, there's always going to come a certain essence of responsibility, though, and trying to, I think, be fair and just be equal in terms of, I don't think you can necessarily be 100% uh, what's the word? Um, I think I'm just gonna say 100% fair because I reckon no matter if you're, and this is not to downplay us at all because I think uh. you know, we've always been oppressed, but there's always gonna be a sense of bias. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, for example, someone was saying that as well. Like, even in like with these people that have been in positions of power for ages, which is you know like the, the Caucasian or white people in general. Yeah. Two two guys can go to court, yeah, and they can commit the same crime and the same whatever, do the same thing. And I saw it as well, there was, there was actually a report on it, yeah, and the guy got, the white boy got, or the white guy got two years and 10, 10 months in probation, in, like, in jail, but after a year he could come out and do probation. Mm-hmm. And the black kid that got the exact same crime got 26 years, straight up, like no probation, nothing. <laughs> like, and it was mad, and obviously yeah, apart from bias, that, that's just straight down to racism, isn't it? But, Someone might argue, obviously, we're playing devil's advocate here. Someone might argue, well, if it was the other way around, would there be a sense of bias? Or would the person look at it fairly and be like, oh, you know what, this is not such a heinous crime. These guys deserve second chances. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What, what would your point be on that? Because I think, to be honest, don't get me wrong, I think racism is definitely the biggest issue that we're facing because there's no sense of equality. But is mm. there always, when, when people obtain power, is there always a sense of bias to it as well, to their own kind of kind of people that look like them okay just before you before i answer that i'm going to read um this comment from demi sylvia 
Um, it's vital to be in positions of power because unfortunately it speaks louder than treating others fairly and observing the law. Power brings economic weight to bear influence and change. Clicks, clicks, clicks. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think... Shout out Demi, by the way. Yeah, I think it's, it's mad because... I think ultimately, if we do have positions of power, it's yeah. for the better. But I think when it's tokens, it, it, get, it gets difficult, isn't it? Because yeah, people yeah, are, there, there's like eyes on you. So if there is, uh, you know, like more than one or like a community of people in positions yeah, of power, yeah, then yeah, yeah definitely. But okay. I do also just think that just being in power as a black person is not enough because... Yeah. We look at Africa, for example, there's loads of black people in power, but not all of them are competent, you know what I mean? So, (laughs) (laughs) we need... But, okay, true. Yeah, yeah, we need people to be... We need black people to be in power, but we need competent black people to be in power. And if we... I don't know, if we keep campaigning and um, making opportunities available to... for Basically, if we remove the barriers to entry that there is, then then yeah, there should be an uptake of qualified black people to go yeah, into so, the relevant yeah. positions. Yeah, so there won't be yeah. any sense of bias. It's more like you're qualified for the role and yeah. we're not going to let the, the colour of your skin or how you look hinder you in fulfilling that role. Do you know what I'm saying? So obviously you said that well, innit? Like you you need to have competence because it's all well and good having black people in positions of power, but if they're not competent, we're not going to be progressing, you know what I mean? And then oh, for sure. the ideals and, it, and the goals of the long ones can, can change, innit? But yeah. Yeah, so, and it ruins it for the next you know, group people, of people that are yeah. coming up because people yeah. are gonna always reference uh this person was in power and they didn't and they do yada yada yada. That's very true. That's very true. So yeah, it's it's sticky. Obviously it's good to get but we need to be we need to have it done right basically is yeah. my point. That's a good point. And yeah, going back to your FBI point it's so mad because it just show it just highlights the racism, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> like definitely. once they realise he was a, a more superior figure than them. Like the whole demeanor has to change because now they can get in trouble, and I think that's just a highlight that yeah, yeah accountability. Yeah, um, being in power does have benefits. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, true. So yeah, okay. Um, Even before we go on to the next point, I was going to ask okay, cool. you. Yeah, like you said, once we get, um, let's say we get competent people, let's say we just get a black figure or black figures in power. Yeah, how do we ensure? that the, the goal or, you know, like, the the aim is consistently met. Because sometimes people, like you said as well, people get into positions of power. It's not even just about competency. They just forget why they're there. Like, they get there and they just start to get... They realise they've got so much power and then they kind of lose sight of what they're there for in the first place. Do you get what I'm saying? So how do we ensure that the goals and the aim of what the whole community as a whole is trying to achieve is met going forward? So... I think this is a loaded question, and obviously I don't have the answer to all of this. But in my opinion, in my opinion, I think I think politics in general, yeah, is is actually very difficult because people do have they do have certain goals once they go into office or into yeah. certain positions. But I think once you enter politics, you realize to even stay in your position, maybe you might have to compromise on certain things. And now, and very quickly, you're doing favours and favours just to be in a position where you can actually give your opinion. Yeah. And now, your original message is so far from where you want it to be it's true. that it's difficult. So, 
funny enough, um, I was listening to a caller the other day about the reasons he doesn't want to go into politics because yeah. he knows so often the message is is lost because you're forced to compromise a lot of your your morals and your the things you stand for because you have to play within a certain system. Mm. So I do think politics is important and I think it's just up to us to to vote in the right people. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to say when, you know, politicians, they lie a lot, but I think it even starts from your MPs. So a lot of people, they, a lot of people don't vote in general, <laughs> but I, especially a lot of people don't vote for their local constituents. And those are equally as important because those are in parliament. Those, like, what I'm trying to say is the more like-minded people you could get together, the more change that can be, um, that you can achieve. Yeah. Yeah, achieve. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if, if you have a figurehead in place, but he doesn't have adequate support around him, there's mm. nothing that he's going to be able to achieve. Mm. And that's down to the people that vote to mm. get the right people in place, the right like-minded people with the policies that you feel benefit the cause. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, that will, if we have all those things aligned, then I think it is possible to get the change you're looking for and that the message is not diluted. That's a, yeah. that's a good point, man. You spoke well there. And even with um, even to support what you were saying as well, I feel like you kind of need to have like a, not necessarily open door, but kind of, I'll just say kind of like an open door, I'm always here to listen policy. Because, you know, sometimes it's uh, so difficult to contact your MPs. You send them an email, they don't read it. It's once they get <laughs> 7,000 other emails talking about the same thing, that's when they'll yeah. review it. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I feel like, as in, I'm not telling them how to do their jobs, but let's say me and you got into positions of power and we're representing our boroughs, yeah? The one thing I would definitely do to take into consideration going forward is making sure I'm having, I know you always have tight schedules and stuff, but having at least maybe fortnightly or monthly meetings where I'm listening to people from all, all backgrounds, especially the, the minorities that are not seeing the change that they want in me. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. that way you're not necessarily out of touch and you're not just following the blueprint of what you started with. Because things change along the, along the way, do you get what I'm saying? So it might be, oh, we don't have enough youth clubs. Then it might be, oh, kids don't have enough spaces to be creative. Do you get what I'm saying? So uh -huh. I think being able to listen and take on board people's views constantly because, you know, it's just like in business. Business businesses never stay the same. They're always changing. And if you oh, do right. stay stagnant and you're not listening to what your consumers, your customers, or people that are really buying into your brand, but you'll, you'll go bankrupt or your business will shut down and fail pretty quickly. So uh, I think it's the same for people that are in positions of power or that can have been given the power by the community to try and actually achieve something. They've got to be able to listen to, um, you know, what people are demanding or, or need or want in terms of the community itself. So I think that's another important aspect as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. All right, let me pin on it. Stop it. Right. Uh, now, I'm going to read out. Um, Demi Silva wrote, once in positions of power, any loaded, any sorry, any knowledge we attain needs to be fed into our own community and passed down, uh, passed down into our, into the younger generation instead of waiting for external hands to help us reach goals. Yeah, that's very true, definitely. But you no, know, sometimes I think that there's also that element of, like um, two terms were saying. Yeah, sometimes you got so much red tape, even the things that people want, it's hard to achieve and it's hard to um, it's hard to kind of change. So, like, you telling people the truth, yeah, might not be something they want to hear. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. you know what? Yeah, we voted for this, but it got turned down by, you know, 15, it was 15 to 1. 
You know what I mean? Obviously, you, must, you, you wouldn't say, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. You'd be like, I'm working on it. But, you know, sometimes I think having a bit of persistence and thinking, not necessarily outside of the box, but thinking of other ways you can do things to achieve certain goals also helps because sometimes, like, like um, we were talking, yeah, like, positions of power, it'd be easy for me that's not in that person's position to be like, why haven't you done this in yeah, yeah, yeah. Still three weeks? Not knowing the the, the policies and the laws behind them is taking it such um, such time to actually implement. So I think once someone is in a position of power, it's also down to us to continually push the message or the goal that we want to achieve. Do you know what I mean? So by promoting it on social media, by making people aware and reminding the person in power that this is what we're trying to trying to achieve whilst you're in that position. Do you get what I'm saying? So Yeah, I think it's difficult because often people don't really care about politics like that yeah of course, of course. <laughs> you know what i mean it's just something um, you see on the news and they're, they're sitting down in you know house of commons talking like it's not really yeah. something really you get what i'm saying but like i think even this general election how many people actually turned up like bare people didn't come out so yeah it's true that's and true. then yeah it's difficult but yeah on to our next topic um true ownership yeah so you have a story here <laughs> thai restaurant oh ownership. okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what's this about Let me, um let me pull this up. Sorry, guys. I was reading this um, today at work. Yeah, so we're discussing. So if I can highlight it, da, 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 true ownership. So can we go into a little bit of context? Because I want to. I'm going to pull the story up. I just need to load it. Ah, so cool. What What are issues with with just ownership in general? What are some of the things that you could possibly face? What with ownership? Yeah, with just ownership. Is there? Is is it? Is it all positives? Are there some negatives attached to it? Oh yeah, of course, of course. So, the thing is, yeah, I think ownership is very important and all that jazz. But, obviously, we look at statistics, yeah. The black, the black money, it doesn't stay in our community. It immediately goes out. So, yeah. I think in... Story, by the way, when you're ready, so... Yeah. Okay, cool. I think in, like, white community, it bounces, it's like, maybe 15 times... Don't quote me on this, but around this time, isn't it? Um, Asian communities, it's like 17 times. But yeah. the black community, <laughs> it immediately goes out to other communities. And that's not saying you shouldn't, you know, um, buy from other, other yeah. what's it, um, industries um, or races that are not from you. But yeah. it's interesting to see that highlighted. And I think a lot of the time we're, we're very focused on, you know, just owning a shop. But why not? try and own the supply chain as well. So Please. let's say a barbershop, for example, you know, give man the clip, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the barbershop, for example, let's just take that one. So yeah. a lot of the time you see a lot of black people or black barbers um, cutting their hair, but they don't actually own the shop. True. But what now if they own the shop and what now if they had a company that supplied the hair gels and uh, the equipment and all that jazz and then you know, they had the aftercare, aftercare stuff, you know, That's for when you want to maintain your hair and all that jazz. Yeah. So it's really the supply chain that we need to be looking at. And I think it's not, if, it's not just like surface. It's even. not just the surface yeah. thing. Yeah. Obviously, this all comes down to economic freedom, financial freedom. The more money you have, the more you can financial do. Financial literacy as well. It's not even exactly. just freedom. Yeah, so. So um, the more you can do. Jeez. <laughs> Handjan is always shouting out slider cards. <laughs> I might have to, I might have to roll through there. Are you on this, <laughs> this payroll? Like, 
Let me tell you a thing about Slider Cuts here. Don't get twisted. Just because you have ownership of your stuff doesn't mean the customer service is perfect. You know, I was trying to get a trip, but that, the, the waiting, the waiting times were a bit mad. So I was just like, nah, man, it's cool, bro. Nah. Maybe because the demand is too high, isn't it? No, no, of course. <laughs> so that's what we're going to go into. So obviously, we're talking about true yeah. ownership, and we're talking about a story outside of the box. So today, I came across a story like while I was at work. Yeah. I'm not actually doing any work. Well, I was doing work, but, you know, I was multitasking, as they like to call it. But um, So basically, as Thailand, they got they got labelled as fraudsters because people complained. So in, in, um, in, in court, in Thailand, um, they sent us two owners of a restaurant to... 1446 years in prison and this is not even a joke like after this Wait, I'll, I'll attach it so basically yeah, i'll quickly read the article from what, what i can get so it says last year Lamgate seafood restaurant launched a pay in advance food promotion online so basically people could pay in advance before they eat the food so you know like oh, okay. that stuff so it says um up to twenty thousand people purchased 50 million thai back which is 1.2 million pounds or 1.6 million dollars worth of vouchers but the company said later basically said it could not keep up with the demand and shut down the restaurant money gone basically and then it said um the two owners were arrested arrested after hundreds of people complained so it says it is not uncommon for those found guilty of what they labeled it as a fraud in thailand to be sentenced to, to such long terms owing to the number of complaints received However, Thai law limits jail time for public fraud to 20 years. So what happened was they had such a high demand here yeah, that it literally just bankrupt. They, they couldn't keep up with the amount of money people had spent paying advance to eat because they couldn't meet, they just couldn't meet the demand, basically. Oh, okay, 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 so, okay. People complained, and obviously later on in the article, it says they managed to refund out of like 800 to 1,000 people that complained, they managed to refund like 300 people, but they didn't, rest, they didn't refund the rest of the people. And then what had happened mm. after that is they just like to complain. And in Thai law, if you have a certain amount of complaints like, regarding your business, they can just charge you for fraud. And obviously, the rest of the money didn't resurface. You know what I mean? So <laughs> certain, certain countries are getting holidays. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They suffered here. You get what I'm saying? But um, yeah, the, basically, the two owners went to jail and they got like stupid sentences. But it's, it's a maximum of 20 years in jail for both. But that's still a large amount of time to spend. You get what I'm saying? So no, for sure. we're discussing here... Um, with true ownership yeah being able to meet a demand so we're saying like you know there's a lot of like black owned businesses and stuff and obviously this is not to their detriment because having a high demand is is a good thing but just because you have a high demand is being prepared to meet the demand i think a lot of people kind of what's the word i don't know if it's underestimate or don't envisage so for example once this thing happened yeah like with the whole black lives matter movement i think yeah not, People had that inkling where they wanted to spend their money in black communities, but it was just highlighted more on a bigger platform. Like, okay, yeah. everyone, we need to start, you know, basically uplifting the community and reinvesting it because we were talking about money leaving the community straight away back into the community where it stays in the community for a longer period of time. And there was there was certain people that had things, they were probably selling for, you know, the majority of this year before up until this point. But as soon as they got yeah. shouted out or highlighted, things got sold out quickly. So do you know what I mean? So I think it's meeting the demand. There's nothing wrong with obviously your items getting sold out, which is dope because people are definitely resonating or buying into it. But it's just like true ownership, I think, comes with being prepared for when you could potentially have a spike. Do you get what I'm saying? So that was one of the points that I wanted to discuss. Like, uh, is obviously having <clears throat> true ownership is dope, but being prepared for certain situations where 
your company exceeds expectation is important. What are your what are your thoughts on that? So I think one once it depends on the type of company you have. So okay. if you have a product based company, it can be very difficult for you to prepare for higher demand because yeah. a lot of the time you have to order this stuff and then if you've ordered excess amounts, you have to store that stuff. That stuff costs money. Um, that storage costs money. So it can be very difficult. You should, I don't know, man. Maybe there should be a way you can have like something on, something that you can just pick up and ship out <laughs> if need be. Because I'm sure the demand that's coming now is just astronomical. Like there's no yeah. way they could have like foresaw that. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's just that, yeah. Um, and I think actually this leads into another topic I was going to say. Like, so often when, you know, <laughs> going through black business, a lot of people, they'll have one bad experience and then they'll never try the thing again. True, <laughs> true, so true, it does. And I, I can get that. I can get that. Because obviously when you're buying, when you're paying for something, you want what you're paying for essentially. True. And so it does beg the question, should you support black business regardless of quality? Ooh. What do you think? What, what I will say to that question is, yeah, mm. customer service is vital. Like, doing jobs younger, yeah, in retail and stuff, like, they always used to stress it, like, customer service. But I see it. Like, if you have a business, even if your product isn't the best, like, if your customer service is on point, people, I think, are more likely to be patient. Do you get what I'm saying? If, if there's a mishap or they're not happy with something, but... If it's just mm. like, oh, I don't care, I'm not, we don't do refunds or yada, 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 then they're definitely not going to reinvest in your product. But yeah. If it's bad, bad is bad, isn't it? Because no one would want to pay, let's say, 50 to 100 pounds for a shirt or some trainers or whatever it is that you're spending your money on and it's poor quality. And just because it's black, I'm going to sell other people a dream and say that it's good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like deface the, the, the company that say, oh, they're, they're trash, isn't it? But I'll just be like, mm. you know what, this, is, this isn't really for me. Innit? I think they, I think you can give constructive criticism and then it's down to okay. them to take it on board because some people might be offended in terms of you even doing that. So you're not even being rude, but you'd be like, oh, guys, you need to do this, but oh, yada, yada, yada. I think that's key. But I think sometimes people can be so quick to be like, oh, this is trash. <laughs> and really throw someone into the gutter where no one's yeah. effing with them anymore. So I think constructive criticism is key. But for me personally, if I bought something bad, would I still promote it? No, but I'm not going to... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to down-talk it or downplay it. I would try to give feedback. Do you get what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. according to the comments, I'm going to quickly read you guys' comments. Oh, Your true said, she said no. She wouldn't She wouldn't buy it if, if it was poor quality, mm -hmm. even if it was black-owned. Uh, Tobe said, no, nah, but definitely give feedback and chances. So, see? Um, obviously, Hanjam was talking about my point of customer service being important. Your true for Quality matters. It's essential for me to get my money's worth. That's true, man. You work for it, so you'd want something that mm. represents you spending your money on it. And then she said, regardless of race. So whether you're black, white, you know what I mean, yellow, whatever color, purple, you know, like, it's important that you get your money's worth in terms of the quality that you're paying for it. So quality, yes. What do you feel about that? Okay. People something, so... something that was below standards, but it's from a black... <laughs> from a okay. okay, okay, okay. So I would say until... Until very recently, I was of the I was of the mindset of like the majority of you that you know you're paying for something, so you should kind of get what you want. Yeah. Like you can give feedback and stuff, but often we'll also take our coin away. <laughs> and I think 
every successful business, yeah, they've gone through a mediocre stage, but people have still supported. You think? You I think, think so. I think so. I'll because go, you don't go. think so. Uh, I it, think some people come out the gate with, with quality, bro. Like, I'm not even going to downplay that. I don't think. I don't. No, know I'm not saying quality, but I'm saying there will be some aspect of their business, yeah, that someone was happy with. Okay. Okay. So I think. So anyway, let me let me land on this point. So yeah. my point is. Um, I was I was speaking to like one of my Asian friends actually, and he was yeah. saying, "Yeah, actually, in the Asian community, even if things are mediocre, they will continue to support it while giving feedback, and eventually, if they're taking the things on board, they will, you know, they'll attract more customers and they'll become more successful and they'll improve their services, all that jazz, and that is a way of, you know, building businesses up because." I think there's a, it's difficult, but there's a certain sense of sacrifice like your community has to make in order for it to prosper. So I'm not in agreement of, you know, continually supporting something and you're not seeing any sort of improvement. Progress, yeah. And I do understand that money is a finite resource, of course, yeah. and it will depend on how much money you're earning. But mm -hmm. I do think a certain level of, sacrifice is required to you know progress sometimes okay and it's difficult so yeah, no, yeah. yeah that's a that's a definitely a more diplomatic view on it isn't it but um, i'm going to quickly read people's comments so anita o brooks wrote your products your product represents who are that's like standard so it's got to be so from that from that alone is for me it's saying that it has to be to a decent standard it can't just be poor and you still expect me to support you if it doesn't look like you've put any not real effort but you haven't put any real thought or you know like logic behind what you're trying to sell yeah so your product i'm more talking on potential more, more okay. potential not like just something completely bad and okay you know and then, <laughs> yeah. i think we are too quick to leave reviews only when we've had a negative experience but when was the last time we called out good service for good product amazon reviews are often negative now that's uh, actually, maybe that's a that's a good point. Actually, but I, whenever I've had a good experience with something or it's dope, I will go out of my way to leave a review to make sure I say, "Oh, this is dope." Do you get what I'm saying? I try mm -hmm. to. Really, I know not everyone's like that, but more times, to be honest, if I'm buying something, the first thing I do is I'll check the reviews, even if it's got loads of negative. Sometimes you can just see a trend where people might be hating, but it's not a lot of the time where loads of people are gonna say the same negative thing and they're wrong. Do you get what I'm saying? So sometimes you kind of got to use your own. Yeah. I've got an example, sorry, but I'll let you finish. Okay, and then obviously Sheck's uh, point was a lot of business don't listen to feedback, good or bad. That's true. I wouldn't say a lot, but there is, there's, there's a higher number that you would think that don't listen to kind of feedback, good or bad. That's true. Um, your truth wrote, I wish everyone was this understanding, but unlikely in this generation. People ain't got patience, yeah, man. Yeah, unlikely. People right. their thing out, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said, but I like and respect your thinking and ideal customer. Don't let him lie to you, bro. Like, if he did something negative, you'll return it. No, no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Up until, up until recently, I had okay. that mindset, but yeah. Okay, and then Tozo, every consumer has at least one negative experience with a business. That's true. And then Tozo, so definitely agree that one or two chances maybe for businesses trying to grow like a deserve, basically. We need to give people chances. So, yeah, okay. And what so, was my your... example, yeah, yeah. was, <laughs> um, you know, 10 coins? Yeah. So I heard they were getting a lot of negative reviews um, really? initially with the food, like the service, all that jazz. Yeah. But people are continually going because they know 
they know what has you know the struggle that has gone into just it's trying to get this okay. shop and now yeah. it's a reality so yeah i think people feel that you know the more we support the more they'll improve the more they'll listen yeah. to feedback and yeah. i know people are definitely still going that might yeah. be um partly due to the celebrity thing yeah. but you know i have seen so many bad reviews but people are still going and Is it? that's much that I, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see so many bad reviews. I heard the biggest issue for them, because I, I still haven't gone there, was the waiting times. Like, you'd be waiting for time to get your food. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. That was the biggest issue that I heard. But, yeah, I didn't know about the other negative reviews that I have. But, yeah, go on. Sorry to finish your point. No, yeah. So, it just kind of links back to my point that, yeah. you know, if... Obviously, it's not going to be every product because <laughs> that's impossible, isn't it? But I think yeah. if it's something that you think has potential, yeah. then you should try and give one or two, maybe even three if you're feeling generous chances. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. one. They just got a, a good question. Before I answer, obviously, before I read out that question, I'll answer it as well. I think sometimes yeah, it's not about necessarily being rush, rush or making um, a massive prof- profit on your product because there's been so many times, forget race here, yeah, you might buy a product and you'll be willing to pay more for it because it's sick. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, even if fun. you're even if you're a brand that's starting up here, yeah, I think your hard work here yeah, and the research you've put into something can really shine through as well. Like we obviously there's gonna be the negatives where, you know, the sizing is not fantastic or like it might just be issues with quality. But if mm. you've really taken your time out to the point where it's been painstaking, even if it's a bit expensive or, you know, you price it like this for maybe a few months and then once it starts to pick up you just raise the prices you can justify it in the quality that you're putting up do you know what i'm saying whether that's clothing whether that's food because people mm-hmm. i feel like in general will always go back to something if the quality is good you know what i mean obviously people get tired of waiting in terms of if you're going to a restaurant but for example if it's clothing you know if it's hair products if the quality is good you're more than likely willing to pay a bit extra i'm not saying that astronomical fees for whatever it is but you're you're more likely to pay a bit extra and support it and keep going back especially if the quality is good and obviously if you're if you're black it's, it's even better like oh my days this person's really gone in with, with the time and attention they've paid to their product so you know i think people definitely do deserve chances but we can't forget the people that have actually put in the time and oh no yeah for sure, for sure quality do you get what i'm saying so yeah so going back to deji's question um if there was a black owned restaurant that was a bit more expensive than the other restaurants around would you still go there I'll throw that question to you, to Terence. Um, yeah, I would. If wait, what was it? If it was quality, um, just no. He, he just they just said if it was more a bit more expensive than the other restaurants, would you still go? Um, so yeah, it'll kind of depend on the quality. Like, I'll give it a chance, definitely. Um, well, but if the first time you went there wasn't all that, but people keep telling you now nah, it's good, man, it's good. Would you give it another chance? Yeah, listen. <laughs> I gave Frankie and Benny's like that place seven chances. That place is <laughs> I gave it like seven chances. That place, <laughs> yeah. each time was just dead. But people kept having their birthdays there for whatever reason. Okay. And <laughs> I was like, let me just be a good citizen and roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But each and every time, it was terrible. <laughs> okay. So for me, I can. I'll yeah. I'll go to a more expensive one, but. Okay. Maybe I'm talking from a place of privilege because I can afford it, but True. May, yeah, it, it all depends on your life circumstances, isn't it? But I think just because it's a bit more expensive, um, if the if I think the quality is worth it, then yeah, why not? Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and let me go back to the reason I brought this up because yeah. 
the Asians, I don't know how long they've been here, but I think, I don't know, actually, I'm not even going to say anything. But yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone could put it in the comments. Someone's going to pull out a figure like that. No, Someone's no, going to no, pull out a figure like, yeah, nope, you're wrong. But yeah, the Asians, for example, because of that mindset, they've been able to build a lot more than essentially the black community have. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, I'm throwing this idea out to people to, you know, if we really want to have black owned businesses and all that jazz, then, then yeah, I think a certain level of sacrifice might be needed. But, but okay. at the same time, you're right. We should be champion quality. But, um, what was the question? So just, uh, Deji was just saying, if it was a bit more expensive, would you go there compared to the other restaurants in your area that might be slightly cheaper, but they're not black owned? No, yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah. So well, I'll go there. I'll go there. Definitely. I'll give it one or two chances. I'm not going to push, um, don't push a lot though. You know what I mean? It has to yeah, be yeah, yeah. Exactly. some sort of standard because you can be patient, you can be forgiving, you can give people chances. But if it's like the three times I've been there, they've been the same. Like I'm not, I'm not going to waste my money because at the end of the day, oh, everyone's right. working for the same thing, innit? But, um, so people's comments. So obviously, um, Hanjan wrote, how expensive are we talking? If it's like hacker sign, then it's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> actually, I might have to come back. You feel me? But, um, <laughs> obviously, Tobes wrote, oh, that place is bad. He's talking about, um, Frankie and Benny's. Um, I'm glad everyone is in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Hanjan wrote, low, them ones where, uh, what is she wrote? Then, where the restaurant birthdays are at the awful restaurant. Um, and then Anita O'Brook for I only went there once for for a grad a graduation dinner, too expensive. Really? Damn. I just I just thought the food was trash. I didn't even look Lucky at it. Lucky you, Anita, lucky you. And then Demi Silver eight oh five has not seen my face. <laughs> I've not seen my face since two thousand right? Poor customer service doesn't equal black excellence. Sorry, but but not sorry. I can't lie here. There's another yeah. restaurant. Not even to name and shame in it. I went I've been eight oh five a few times and I feel like African food and Caribbean food is always expensive anyway, innit? But I'm 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 down for the cause. But there was another one I went to, literally walking distance from there, and it was a new mm-hmm. one. And I told I'm telling you, I waited like three hours to eat, bruv. These times like, I could have walked, <laughs> walked to my house and walked back and my food wouldn't have been done. You get what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that that you know, it can be off putting, do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I took my mum there for her birthday. So the fact that we had to wait was was a mad thing, innit? But the food when it came out was decent, I, I can't lie, it wasn't mm. just you know, certain things can definitely be be worked on. And she's okay. and Demi Silver, yeah, the Nigerian. So I know the one. I think most people. Know the one okay, um, there's a couple of Nigerian restaurants though. Um, yeah, I there's think, a few. Yeah, there's niche a few. in it, and I think there's one in Central actually. Um, there's another one. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a few, man. There's a few. Um, Dejiro, I think black businesses need to prioritize customer service because I think that will make a difference. I oh, totally for sure. agree. Especially them Jamaican shops. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not let's not, let's not, <laughs> not all of them actually let's not push anyone into a corner here. Like, nope. I think <laughs> business in general needs to have customer service. Obviously, oh, I think for sure. that's a stereotype that's um, atoned to you know Caribbean restaurants, but that's not always the case because I've been in a few where. It's not even the customer service. The customer service is sick. But sometimes it's, it, it can be simple things as the decor. Like you're walking in and the door is broken, the chair's over there, <laughs> the table's dirty. But you know you've been here before and the food is banging. So it's like, mm. just because I know it, someone walking past is not necessarily going to look in and be like, hmm, this place has got potential. You know? Let me bang a quick £10 here. You get what I'm saying? So it, it comes down to loads of different things. I think customer service is probably definitely, if not one of the most important things. But obviously things like the, the other things like decor, presentation, you know, really putting yourself out there as well to get people to promote you is important. 
and yeah, your quality of your sure. quality of service. You know what I mean? That's oh, that's facts. if not the most imperative thing. So obviously sip sip the tea road. Nigerian restaurants are notorious for their ridiculous wait times. KMT, Shek's Road, <laughs> it's weird that businesses don't value customer service. I think they just overlook it. I think sometimes yeah, people definitely. Just, they think, oh, we put so much work and effort into this. People just need to see the quality. But, you know, people are not going to recognise the quality if you're rooted them. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Those soft skills are very important. Like, for sure. Chick-fil-A, for example, they became like pretty famous just because of their customer service. Customer service. Facts. So, Facts. It's very important. Like, um, and it's very everything else flows from, from that. So customer service. And then Anita O'Brooks disagrees. And she said 805 Nigeria restaurant is a good restaurant. So people, this is where yeah, people's that's what experiences I'm saying. vary. Yeah, it's different, different isn't it? Um, and then Hanjan wrote, but I think they know um, they are providing excellent food, which is rare to find. So people will begrudgingly wait. That's true. Sometimes people will go into a restaurant and they know the customer service is dead, but the food, the quality of the food kind of justifies their wait time or, you know, the customer service they get. And then Demi Silver were exactly, it's sad because the food actually bangs, but all the other aspects of a restaurant make up the experience. People forget the taste, yet remember the experience. That's deep. I give oh, you, that's, that I give you a clip for that. That's very true, man. It's very true. That Even me, bro, I, I remember I went to, um, there's Hakkasan. What's the other one, man? Where they're flipping food in front of you. Again, I took my mom there. And the food was dead. I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> but the experience was enough. No, the experience was enough. It put me over. No, like, I didn't even think that experience was the best one that we had in it. I was thinking, oh, it was all right. But I was just like, ah, man, I paid so much for it. And it wasn't even like, the best experience that I had. I went to Hakkasan and I spent, my pockets were burning when I left that place. But the experience was so sick. Added to the quality of the food, it was like worth every penny that I spent there. Do you get what I'm saying? So uh -uh. definitely... It definitely helps. What was the last point that we was going to discuss? We've actually got seven minutes left, so... Uh, all right, let me just spin it. So, what was the last point? We might have to carry on to the next. Yes. <coughs> Are there difficult... Okay, you're going to have to uh, pitch this one. Are there difficult conversations black people are avoiding? Enlighten us. So, I think it's, it's interesting to bring up these topics just to say we've had, you know, a holistic uh, <laughs> viewpoint on all all different topics. These man dropping vocab, yeah? <laughs> yeah, dropping a buzz, dropping a buzz. Yeah. So, obviously, I've seen a lot of ignorant statements, definitely, um, yeah. during this whole period. There's been so many, actually. And I don't know if you even saw, I think this Republican, like, black woman, actually, and she was just, she was going on a mad run. <laughs> a mad run, like, yeah. like, you know, George Floyd was a nice there. guy. Da, 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 da. Definitely out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I did see another video, actually, and yeah. it ended on a positive note, but I did yeah. highlight, you know, are there, are there, like, conversations that people are avoiding? So there is, there is the argument that it might actually just not be the right time for it, but... Mm -hmm. In general, um, do you think things like our attitude towards the police, um, the quote-unquote black-on-black crime, um, you know, do you think these things are um, put to the wayside when talking about race, racism and these um, issues with the police, for example? I would say yes. But I know, like, sometimes people always hit hit, I think, the black community with that. But there's black-on-black black crime. You lot are not saying that when you're killing each mm -hmm. other. And, you know, some people, 
even say, you know, are oh, black people just mad aggressive when there's police around, you know, that like, what do they expect is going to happen and stuff, which I totally don't agree with anyway. But it's just, it's just coming from a place of, I think so many people are dealing with like so many different issues. Do you get what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. well, there's, there's black on black crime, there's, there's people in Glasgow out here that are really doing this gang thing for real as well. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's not covered. And Akala, very great, great spokesperson on this point, spoke about that. He's like, they're not going to talk about, uh, you know, 20 drillings in, in East Glasgow because it doesn't make, yeah. it doesn't make headlines that, you know, like uh, two boys from, from Greenwich or wherever go, go on a, on a, on a stabbing spree where they spree, stab five people. You got know I mean? So it's like, we got to look at the context here, isn't it? Like <clears throat> the biggest issue you have to address first is the equality coming from outside before you can really start addressing the inside because it's easy for people to throw rocks. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but you yeah, got to do this, sure. you got to do that. But a basic human right, when it's not given of, oh, you know what, we're going to treat you equally because we know every race has got problems. And, you know, you're from birth, you kind of, the, the playing field is uneven. You know, you can't then just say, oh, but you guys are killing each other, you shouldn't expect any better, or yada, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. I think there definitely are difficult conversations to have. You know, like, it is a thing where there's um, gang violence and um, the other point that you made, you know, people resenting the police. But a lot of the time it's the experiences people have, gone through or like for example look at Red Free 2 like they ran up in his dad's house and they tasered an old man why is your police not gonna yeah, why, is your, why is your um, attitude not gonna be resentful when you're seeing stuff like that online do you get what I'm saying so it's like there's there's definitely internal issues that we definitely need to have conversations about but I think um, it's it can be difficult going forwards in unity but sometimes people will come together to fight the bigger issue of stuff like just basic equality. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if you never even get that, how do you expect the, the, the community inside that's suffering with this to function properly? Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, for sure. you know, what, what, are your, what are your points on that? We've kind of got like three minutes left, so we might have to run another one, run it up. Ah, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, let me give you a, a brief attenuated version. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think what you said is, is definitely valid because I think there is a common denominator when you have you know, all these, um, cause actually the quote black on black crime is not really a thing because you see this in other areas where there is poverty, where there is, you know, where there's drugs and all that different yeah. jazz. So it's not a, it's not necessarily a black thing. It's yeah. Not it's not necessarily thing. a black thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it happens everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Cause if it was a black thing, then, you know, we would be talking about this in Africa, but yeah. I was I was listening to one of our colleagues' things, and he mentioned that out. I think the only state, the only country in Africa that has um, one of the top fifty murder rates or whatever is South Africa. All the other ones, yeah, yeah. All the other ones, yeah. They they come from the Americas or like Europe is even up there as well. So yeah. it's not a it's not a problem that's specific to you know, black people. And it's a certain narrative that's being pushed on us. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult when you don't have all the facts, all the figures, and, Mm -hmm. you know, media is constantly telling you that this is the case, this is the case. that's what you're seeing on TV. That's what people believe. You know what I mean? If if all you're showing is the detriment that black people are are going through or committing in London, like, considering we have, like, one of the most, like, pivotal important capitals in the world what do you expect everyone else is going to think do you get what i'm saying when this thing is a is an ongoing issue and i feel like 
there's definitely difficult conversations to have. But I, don't, I won't even say they're necess- necessarily difficult. It's just sometimes it's based on people's experiences. You know what I mean? If if sixty percent of the of the community have endured police brutality or you know some kind of um, prejudice, yeah, why why then are they gonna want to have a certain attitude towards that, a, a positive attitude towards that thing? Do you get what I'm saying? When uh. it's the common narrative in the community. So, like, in terms of... Um, oh, time. We've got, like, one minute, 30 seconds. So, I'll, I'll try and, Before we go on to the next video, like, in okay, terms cool. of that, I don't think... I don't think... Because, obviously, one of the points that we wrote on that was our attitudes towards police. I think they they have a lot more work to do to kind of redeem themselves and make themselves appealing to the, to the uh. community. So, even if they face um, a bit of hardship on Brunt in terms of communication... It's all about perseverance, you know what I mean? It's not going to come overnight. No one's going to... You're not going to slap someone today and expect them to talk to you two minutes later normally, you know what I mean, as a friend. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like... It's a thing where they have to work towards it. Obviously, you know, black community, they might think, oh, you know, you guys are aggressive and this and that. But if you, if people in general, like, this is a human thing, if you really care about someone, it's the perseverance and determination you put in to show that you do, you know what I mean? It's not me saying it in my words and one action and expecting you to receive that and be all right with it. Do you get what I'm saying? I think they got a lot of work and, you know, um, a duty in general. It's just as an organisation to kind of make it up to people. Do you get what I'm saying? Especially the black yeah, community. Sure. People's attitudes are not going to change when their parents are suffering brutality, their children are suffering brutality, past issues haven't been resolved. Do you get what I'm saying? So I don't think that's one of the difficult conversations. Obviously, with black on black crime, you know, in the cities, people being cramped up into one place, there's always going to be some kind of disagreement you get what i'm saying ah cool basically what i'm saying is i don't think it does um it eliminates the need for personal responsibility so i think you know every every person that's doing the drillings or doing the stabbings or whatever they need to they need to look at themselves and the life they want to lead ultimately but i think too often we have a you know a propensity to look at the fruit and not the root so we look at we look at the effect, not the cause. And when, when the effects are similar in places that have similar circumstances, then there's definitely a trend there. And I think more time, if you do, if you do, oh, well, you know, don't watch the road cab, man. iPhone is just messing up. Yeah, yeah. I think more time, if you look at the root of the problem, the cause of the problem, um, and you look to address that, then more likely than not, you will. There's a route for a solution. So, so yeah. So repeat, repeat that point again. Sorry, I, I can't multitask. But you make <laughs> sense from the last. No, point. yeah. So basically, I'm saying it doesn't eliminate the need for personal responsibility. Everyone that's mm-hmm. out there, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing, you know, they should think of, you know, their family, their future. Um, yeah. Um, you know, how basically how they're going to affect others and themselves because, you know, we all know there's only a couple of ways these things end, you know what I mean? Jail, you're dead. Um, there's a very, very small percentage of people that <laughs> live that life and, yeah. you know, get away with it. So it doesn't eliminate the need for personal responsibility, but definitely it does. But yeah, definitely we do tend to look at the fruit and not the root of the issue. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So that's so, essentially my po- my point in a nutshell. Yeah, if so we attack, if we attack the root of the issue, then yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, like we said, going back to our previous point, good versus evil, there's always going to be good people. There's always going to be yeah, exactly. people that are good and still do bad. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, we can't, obviously, I want to I wanna link that in because I think this is a good point that we d definitely need to discuss, you know what I mean? But there's definitely difficult, difficult conversations to be had at home from parents to children where it's like, you need to be accountable. Now, where are you going? You know what I mean? It's late. What are you doing outside? You know, I think we're, we're the generation where we're coming from a point of, we're not trying to be, we're trying to be strict, but we're not trying to be like, our, our quote-unquote militant af parents where we're constantly controlling children's behaviour. It's like, okay, cool, you can go out with your friends and it just come back at a reasonable uh -huh. time. So we are definitely accountable for that. But we can't get it twisted because there's a flipping where parents are very strict, but kids, kids to young teenagers, to young men and young women will go out and do whatever they, they feel like doing once they're outside because oh, we yeah, always hear that narrative of, but at home, this guy's a, is an angel, but outside he's something different. You get what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, like it's like fastest children, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So we can hold yeah, parents yeah, accountable, yeah, yeah. but everyone's responsible for their own actions at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And I understand, because to the flip side of that, I understand, you know, a lot of people are coming from places of poverty, of, you know, rejection or, you know, just lack of where, what they perceive to be lack of opportunity, which is the case, even though we live in one of the most expensive capitals in, in Europe. You get what I'm saying? So it's like everyone's kind of needs to look at their own actions as well but the actions coming from the outside in don't help that situation do you get what i'm saying yeah, I, do yeah, agree yeah, sure. I do agree with you um and obviously there was um obviously we've, when we were talking about let me just quickly read people's points as well i don't want to like drown them out so you're true for <laughs> i think a few difficult conversations black people have way to discuss is black in black hatred that's the maddest thing mm. I, had, I had this we had i had this conversation with someone good point um, ignore the laughing face sorry um <laughs> strict parents just make sneaky kids that's true man <laughs> that's true that's true but yeah it's true like i think there's always been but i think you know like like we was um to address your point your truth here yeah, i think um within people's communities yeah, there's always been I don't know if it's hatred is the right word, but there's always been some type of, you know, heads clashing or people bumping. Uh, you know? I don't think this is a point I'm definitely going to link in. We're going to talk about utopia in it, like if that's actually a, a real thing. But there's always people clashing. But I know this is a common theme that I've heard and I've discussed that, you know, why is it that black people seem to have this thing of a crabs in, crab in, crab in a barrel mentality? I said that yeah. right, right? Crabs mm -hmm. in the like once someone's making it, yeah, we're looking for any way to pull them down, or someone's looking for a way to pull them down. Like, is it our community that suffers from that the most, or is it just a thing that we see more because we come from it? Do you get what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know if it's just our community that does it more, or is it a thing that every community has it, but we don't necessarily see it as much because I think, like I said, the playing fields for them have already been designed in a way where they're going to prosper. Do you get what I'm saying? So the moment we see someone, it's like, oh, what about the rest of us? You get what I'm saying? So I, I'm not saying it's the right mentality, but I, I wouldn't just isolate it to the black community per se. What do you feel about that anyway? Because that is a discussion mm. I did have with someone. They're like, no, I've experienced it. Like, it's a, it's a real thing. The moment you're making progress, people are hating, like, and it's serious to the point of they want to, you know, just ruin you, basically, just so you're no, back yeah, down to sure, the level sure. they are. You get what I'm saying? So <clears throat> It's mad because I was, I was having this discussion, actually, like, so obviously you have the hatred aspect, but then you have like internalized bias. Yeah. And so, for example, yeah, <laughs> my friend was telling me that a white person can um, look at his watch and compliment him, yeah? And he'll be like, oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but then like a black person could do it. And then he'll be like, 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know black people, yeah? You're you're walking on the street, like you either get one or two things, like you either get the head nod or you'll get a screw face. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's mad because black people are they're kind of wary of each other, it's crazy. And I think I think part of that is due to personal experience sometimes. Yeah. And part of that is just due to I don't know, man. Internalized hate. It it can even link into the whole colorism thing, like you know, you're not yeah. thinking you're worthy enough and all that stuff, all that jazz. So, so yeah, it's definitely a loaded question. And I think the success thing that's not necessarily race related because I think people in general, yeah, when yeah. someone is doing successful and you deem them to be quote unquote the same level as you. They're like, oh, <laughs> why is this person doing that? And I'm not doing that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think actually it leads down to the amount of role models you have in your, <clears throat> in your circle or your around you. So growing up, for example, you might see people on TV, you might see people like in these day and age on Instagram and all that jazz, but how many people do you actually know? Like, is your auntie doing X, Y, Z? Is your, mm -hmm. is your, I don't know, your cousin doing something like mm. that. If they're not, then like, where are you getting these like relatable role models? Mm. And I think the more black people elevate in position and places, then the more, the more of this will be dispelled because you'll see that it's possible. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Good. That's, that's good. You both spoken, bro. And I think like the thing that needs to be pushed from early is you, you're stronger to, together than you are separate. You know what I mean? Because oh, sometimes... Fact. It starts off in a friendly place, yeah. My boy might be doing something amazing. I'm like, nah, I'm trying to top that. I want people to be giving me the same recognition that he's got. Do you get what I'm saying? Not mm -hmm. me per se, but, you know, some people have that mentality where it's competition. But then that competition, I'm not saying it's not good to have healthy competition, but that in turn can lead to, like, a, a divide. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, why is yeah, he yeah, doing yeah. this? Like, it was only yesterday he was doing this. So why is he all of a sudden here and people are rating him highly? Like, we're the same. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I think... It's not always easy because you know who am I to tell anyone any any different. I think once you're going up the ladder and you're kind of making it, if you've got an opportunity or if you feel like there's a way you can help, I'm not saying do people's work for them because people still got to work. You get what I'm saying? Because sometimes another that's a preconception that other people have like oh because my friends made it, he needs to bring me in. That's not always the case. You still got to work. Do you get what I'm saying? But yeah, I feel yeah, like once sure. it gets to that stage where they're trying to blow up a little bit, you know, try and create little avenues for them to come in. Like you know, I'm leading by example. Do what I'm doing. Not necessarily the same because. Just because someone follows your blueprint, they're not necessarily going to achieve the same success. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we did exactly. have a discussion on Vino's um, platform, but it's like if you can create them a lane where they can come in and benefit off of what you're doing and then you rise together, because I think there's been too long where there's been divides and it's come from competition and comparing or, you know, oh, no, nah, man, I'm trying to get the same recognition this person has. I think, you know, we've always seen it like there's always strength in numbers. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's to the point where if everyone's successful, there's no need to be competing or hating on each other. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, people's yeah. comments as well, not even to, sorry to cut you off, not, I don't want to drown anyone out, but um, mm -hmm. your truth, bro. Um, another difficult topic is, um, for black people, is physically present parents. You're actually absent in their kid's life due to Ooh. work, African mentality, ETC. Mm -hmm. uh, we might even have to talk about this topic on next week's show, you know. Um, yeah, obviously, sure. not only for black parents, but very common. That's true, because... You know, I think parents are just, they're trying to keep rules over our head, man, and give us stuff they, they might not have necessarily had, you get what I'm saying? And again, if you're working in a system where it's designed for you not to be, not necessarily not to be successful, but not to profit or to, to thrive, you've got to work 10 times harder, you get what I'm saying? So 
again, systematic and inter institutions that you're, you're working and fighting against. Um, Sip the Zero, I believe, with hatred in our community, I feel like it's stemmed from slavery. Slave owners deemed the lighter complexion better than the ones that had more melanin. So that comes down to, again, colorism as well, which has been a, a rife topic that people have been discussing and trying to shed light on. Um, Sip the Tea also said, but that's a whole other topic. And <laughs> well, your truth, also, black people hate talking about their failures in general. I think that comes, that's a oh, human being fact. standpoint, you know. No one ever wants to admit to someone like, now. Nah, try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I failed, you know what I mean? Because it's, I feel that for a lot of people, it's a sign of weakness, you know what I mean? Like, you could have been friends with someone for time, you might not tell them that oh, I did this and it didn't even work, you know, or I fell on my face, or it's that sign of oh, vulnerability, you know what I mean? I don't want to see you vulnerable. So, um, Demi Silver wrote, that's a good point, though, by the way. Shout out um, your truth. Demi Silver wrote, uh, we've definitely conditioned to think that there's only room for one black person to succeed. I don't know why that is, but yeah, I, I feel like that subconsciously that is the thing in it now. You know, this person, once another person has made it, we start comparing them. Oh, this person's better anyway. This person's done this. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't know if that's necessarily a black thing. It might just be a human thing in general, but it's definitely an issue that needs to be addressed. And uh, for real, there's nothing with, com uh, with competition, but you have to support each other. Oh, so there's nothing wrong with competition, but you have to support each other and show unity. That's facts, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, yeah, it's, it's a loaded one, man. We definitely need to just share information, share, um, as your truth said, failures sometimes because, mm -hmm. you know, failures are just, you're just it's things that you know are not working in it. Yeah, Once you failed, you know what doesn't work mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can grow from that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you touched on the vulnerability thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to be vulnerable to grow, honestly. Mm -hmm. But that's some, <laughs> sometimes that's the hardest thing to accept. Now. I can't definitely, definitely. It, it comes to like a change of mindset in it and knowing that just because someone is succeeding doesn't mean you can't succeed as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and again, so, yeah. Before we switch up the topic, regarding are there difficult conversations that black people are avoiding, um, let's say, I'm just giving an example, yeah. You might have to pin this for me, actually. This this is like okay. a subtopic I've just added in it, but I thought it was important that we added it. So, um, is there, can there ever be such thing? Oh, that's a bit long question. Um, can utopia, yeah, can utopia ever be achieved? That's the that's the easiest way of writing, isn't it? My hair's a mess, sorry. My long look at it. But anyway, oh, actually, yeah, so, oh, you missed one, actually. What was it? Because um, I was linking into this one. So, yeah. answer this question for me, yeah? Has yeah. your workplace mentioned anything about the Black Lives Matter movement? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, they did, you know. That's the maddest thing. But there was like, um, they kind of had to, what's the word? Double track or... Double back, that's it. They have to double back on their statement a little bit, innit? So, in our general emails, so we'll talk about the utopia thing after then. So, in yeah. my, um, in the, our workplace's general emails, our head, like, this guy is, like, the top, and he's, like, well-known in London. He's easy on maybe two... I think he's the highest paid. So, obviously, for some people that don't know, I work for an emergency service, but the one that I work for, this guy, yeah, he's the assistant commissioner, and he is, he is yeah, the high... I think so, anyway if I'm not mistaken in it, but I'm pretty sure he's the highest paid emergency service head. Now, okay. everyone in London, you know what I mean? Oh, it's a stupid amount of money. Yeah, so, he wrote an email, there's like a, a broadcast in it, and, did you write, did you write the point? It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, so, No, I'm waiting to post it in it. Okay, yeah, so he, he wrote it, yeah, and then he was like, you know, Black Lives Matter is important, you know, I support anyone that wants to take the knee because they need at my workplace. They, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, why didn't it? They kneeled yeah, yeah, yeah. at my workplace 
um, you know, I think they would they would they would have even allowed like people to talk about it, you know what I mean, or hold sessions and stuff. But I just think there wasn't enough of us to really do that. You get what I'm saying? Or, okay. I think some people were still a bit cautious about what they wanted to say on it. So <laughs> he sent out an email, basically just supporting the movement in it, and it was like, you know, everyone's got to be treated equal. Like we're in 2020, like we can't let this shy away. And I'm in an industry in um in an industry in a workplace where you know there hasn't been that many predominant black people that have worked there. So even where I work now. Okay. It's probably about three. Do you get what I'm saying? And uh, sometimes we laugh about it, but it's like, whoa. You know what I mean? We are, this meant, London's meant to be one of the most diverse places, and I work in like a diverse area, but there's not that many black people that work here. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, yeah, so he sent that email anyway. Then a few days later, he kind of doubled back and he was like, oh yeah, all lives matter, but in this instance, black lives matter. That's what we're trying to address. So from that point, <laughs> yeah, people were up in arms, like, oh, what are you okay. doing? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know I mean? So, the first thing I saw, as soon as I saw that first line, yeah, I wrote him an email. Like, I'm like, who am I to be writing to the assistant commissioner? Well, man, typed my thing up, like, paragraphed it, everything. So I just wrote to him, and I just say, first off, I'd like to say thank you for recognising it. Because, you know, equality shouldn't be a thing that we're still fighting for. You know, everyone deserves to be treated equally. Then I said, don't let this be a flash in a pan moment where you say this stuff. And then six months down the line, you're back to whatever you was doing before, talking mm. about that and change just to keep your position. I was madly honest with him. I wasn't rude in it, but I, I spoke like as eloquently as possible as I could in the email. You know what I mean? Without using slang or colloquialisms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, you know, make sure it's a thing that you're championing going forward. So they definitely spoke about it, but it's like they had a bit of backlash as soon as they did bring it up. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like I, I wrote to him in support of it. And I said, you know, don't sway in your attempt of if you really believe and stand behind this like i'm trying to see the differences you make in six months because it's easy for you to say it now and i feel like that's a lot that's a thing a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon and the the motion of it being relevant but in six months when coronavirus is pretty much over and everyone's back to their day-to-day lives we're we're gonna start seeing stories like this happen again and you know what i mean so i just told him that you have to stick with it because you're accountable now especially because you sent emails that is supporting it you know what i mean so don't don't let your 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 mouth just do that the actions that you're promising basically but um yeah so my, my okay, work speak about it from the top but everyone else didn't though so it was just like it was the biggest person sent email. yeah 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 then everyone else i wouldn't say they were awkward but i guess they were a bit cautious of how i might have been behaving and i wasn't outwardly disrespectful to anyone but you know i, would, I definitely had my display picture changed so anyone that's got my number at work knew what time it was you know what i mean so, <laughs> <laughs> what about you uh, yeah, that's funny. So my workplace didn't say anything about it. And nope. <laughs> wow. Um, we've actually got this like this workspace. It's kind of like a, a work Facebook. Yeah. But it was it was like crickets. So. <laughs> really? There was um there was even a topic of Madeleine McCann. Like you know, oh like oh they've got, uh, the German suspect. Da, 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 da. But no mention. And there was also like oh Happy Pride Month. Da, 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 da. Wow. But no mention of the thing. Wow. And I was talking to some of my friends and they said, yeah, same, crickets, crickets. So it, I think it goes back to our conversation last week. Like people are still uncomfortable and, mm. and yeah, I don't know, man. So I actually sent an email to HR, <laughs> um, <laughs> copied in the CEO, you know what I mean? Needed. Needed, yeah, you know what I mean? And sometimes it can be difficult to speak up, but mm, I think, right. I think in this instance, Especially when it seems to be a global movement. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we all have a duty to do what we can, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, as soon as I, I sent the email, I got a response like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, you know, black lives do matter, you know, uh, we stand by all our, 
are employees of color. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's interesting. I'll say my actual workplace though. It's not. It's not too bad because when I started, I was. I think I was the only black person actually. But Whoa. over the years, it's got it's got a lot more diverse. To be honest, yeah. so so even if they haven't come out and said things in words, their actions have kind of you know aligned that. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it's just interesting because I think the conversation in general is just awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as you mentioned, with the backlash that people are that you that your CEO was getting, yeah, it's just it's difficult, man. People just won't agree. And I think that links in very nicely to your topic, which yeah. is is an utopia possible. Yeah. So obviously, we're going to be we're going to speak out about you know if you speak out, do you fear the ramifications of possibly losing your job and that in terms of John Boyega and that shout out John Boyega shout out Colin. Oh Colin. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I didn't want to cut them short in it, but um, yeah. So going to utopia, yeah. This is a quote. I don't know where this is from, but I was researching utopia. Yeah, it says. A utopian society is an ideal society that does not exist in reality. So that's already a point, yeah? So utopian societies are often characterized by benevolent governments that ensure the safety and general we welfare of its citizens. So that's everywhere. That's something yeah. we, we're definitely not seeing anywhere. So it says, society and its institutions treat all citizens equally and with dignity, and citizens live in safety or without fear. Do you reckon this could ever be achieved, ever? Even when we start to see equality, do you reckon they were ever? Do you reckon people everywhere are going to be treated fairly ever? No. Why do you say that? Just I say that because you know history generally repeats itself, and I don't think there has been an Jamaica. has there been a period where there hasn't been wars or like you know right, so people being people impressed. Can't get along. You know what I mean? It depends how how you want to view it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're looking from a spirit spirituality and um, perspective you know yeah. ever since the apple was eaten like it's just been game over pretty much you know what i mean yeah. so in general people are always going to have different opinions there's always going to be clashing ideals there's always going to be things that people can't just get on with so it's i don't think personally it's possible but i think That's... you can always strive towards it i think you can always strive towards it yeah so obviously your truth no and then she wrote, until Jesus comes. I, I actually agree with that. But, like, obviously, to, not even to downplay that point, but even in terms of utopia, yeah, uh, the person that coined it or whatever came up with the phrase was a guy called Thomas More. And says, Thomas okay. More coined the neo neologism utopia for his 1516 work that launched the modern genre for a good reason. The word means no place. Because when imperfect humans attempt perfectibility, personal, political, economic, and social, they fail. So basically, because humans are imperfect, utopia can never be achieved. That's why I asked that question. So yeah. no matter mm -hmm. what policies, what people promise, what people do to try and create a form of equilibrium, it's never going to be achieved because humans are, from the outset, imperfect. Someone's always got a fault. Someone's always got mm -hmm. something negative about them. So no matter what policies or what things put in place, there's always going to be some kind of, even if it's minuscule, imbalance where people the world can't function harmoniously. You know what I mean? There's always going to be something that just rocks it. And there's always going to be oh, someone facts. getting oppressed or someone suffering some kind of thing where favorism is, isn't going their way. Um, so yeah, I, th I thought that was a good question to ask because I was thinking, imagine yeah, this thing happens where all black people are getting treated equally now and we're getting basic human rights and we're treated as equal citizens. What else needs to be addressed after that? Because 
can utopia really be achieved? And according to this statement, because we're imperfect, it can never be like achieved. Regardless, like, there's so many things. Yeah, there's like obviously discrimination, but then there's like you know there's classism. There's there's so many. There's just so many things to address in this world, and because people don't agree on the solutions as well, Mm. like you can never really solve things by your own power. I don't think so. True. So obviously, shout out um, Pearly Sugar Pop. She wrote, um, "You won't have perfection, but you can have progress towards it." At the moment, yeah. we're trying to speed up progression, but if you don't work towards it, you definitely won't get anywhere near it. I'll give you a clip. That, that's a good. That's a good point. And then not too Who made that statement again? So it was a guy called Thomas More, M O R E, coined the neologism. I'm saying that wrong, but anyway, so he coined the phrase <laughs> utopia. So Thomas More, look at sit the tea spot completely. You butchered it, bro. You spelled it completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shout so yeah, so obviously next point we're moving on to. So that was an interesting point anyway about utopia. Um, it's the last one, right? Yeah. So the last one was death of the high street. Death of the high street, bruh. Are you gonna attack that or are you? Tr- okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, obviously yeah. Comes, yeah, like so definitely. And obviously, before we move on to that, yeah, shout out John Boyega, shout out Colin Kaepernick as well. Like my my man was it's it's one O by the way, M O R E. It's not it's not more. But yeah, according to the paragraph I wrote in it. But um, yeah, shout out John Boyega, shout out Colin Kaepernick because he was doing this thing from from 2015 and he lost his basically he lost his job for it. Do you get what I'm saying? So like um. The point yeah, I was going to make before we went on to utopia, utop- having utopia was, you know, some people have the spirit, the fear of speaking out because they could potentially lose their, their basic livelihood over it. So John Boyega was giving a speech in, in um, Hyde Park, I believe it was. And he was just basically like, he said what he wanted to, like from the heart, which represented the community. So I don't even care, like I might even lose my job because of this, but you know, it's time, like we have to speak up and speak up. And in the case of Colin Kaepernick, he basically got pushed out of his day-to-day role as an American football player because he was kneeling for the injustices that the black community were suffering at the hands of, you know, police enforcement. And now that it's come around full circle, it's like, well, this guy had a point the whole time. And why did he have to lose his role over it? Or his job and livelihood over it? Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I think in relation to that, I do rate, you know, John Boyega. I think yeah. it was definitely a bold move for sure. But I always had the, the feeling that he would be fine just because it was a global movement. True. But, you know, Colin... Colin um, yeah. yeah. I don't want to butcher his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this guy, he did this like four years ago when... True. When it wasn't even the, popular to be doing it. Yeah, like there was, yeah. There was a few people like back in the cause, but yeah. ultimately, because he didn't have support like that, he had to lose his role. Yeah. And, and he sacrificed it basically for the greater yeah, good. Yeah, for the greater good, didn't it? Yeah. So... So, yeah, it's difficult because often we, in our own day-to-day lives, we have opportunities to maybe speak up against racism or mm-hmm. um, other injustices. And mm-hmm. we might not because of certain repercussions we might think come upon us. So, you know, we just need to have um, courage, really. Yeah, that's true. Like just... Yeah, go on, sorry, to finish up. No, I was going to say, yeah, hopefully it just breeds that culture generally yeah, in the people me. around you and, you know, the people you interact and with. So. Yeah, so stand up and really that. Sometimes yeah, sure. sacrifice himself, like you said, with the Bristol mayor in it, like he couldn't just speak up, out, stand up and speak up and say that he was taking it down because of repercussions. So that's mm-hmm. a big thing, man. So anyway, moving, shout them guys out and shout everyone else that's using their platform to to shed light on it. The last point that we're going to discuss before we cut, because we've taken up a lot of your time today, is death of the high street. So again, um, I was reading an article 
um, where so many retail businesses and jobs are, are basically closing. And, you know, like um, people are losing their people are losing their, their livelihood because a lot of people still work in retail, innit? Like where they're yeah, getting, for sure. Their basic monthly income. And speaking of Frankie and Benny's, actually, they were one of them. And it says, um, the restaurant <laughs> group which owns Frankie and Benny's expects to cut up to 3,000 workers after coming, confirming plans to shut 125 sites. So there was monsoon, accessories, but there was a few, like, I was thinking, like, retail is really, so if you're in a retail role, apart from the supermarkets where it's, like, essentials, like food and that, you know, yeah. a lot of them are closing. So, like, does it kind of signify that times are changing? Like, what are the knock-on effects for this happening? So all these people that are losing their roles or losing their, their, their livelihoods in retail, what's the knock-on effects for it going forward? Um. It's just, it's mad <laughs> because obviously the less people you have working, the less taxes you're getting. And these people are also going to be claiming benefits probably mm. while they're looking for jobs. So it's difficult, man. And obviously the economy will, sp will shrink because less mm. people are spending because they don't have as much money. So it's really like a, a, a cycle that it seems difficult to kind of escape from. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know, I don't know, man, it's sad. Like, now I feel bad for, <laughs> for ragging on Frankie's and Benny's, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Obviously, I'm not saying that, I didn't, I didn't like, it's not that I'm saying I didn't like the, um, the employees in it, it's just the company. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, it's difficult, man, because people are losing their livelihoods and all that jazz. So, um, yeah, to be honest, um, I, I don't know what the effects will be. I, yeah. I'm not into finance and all that jazz, but... Yeah. I know I'm grateful to still have a job, you know what I mean? Um, facts, 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 facts. And, yeah, man, I just hope we come out of this okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know what you're in a sense of it. It's definitely going to affect the system. Like, it's going to put more strain on it because people that have, if that's what they've done for the majority of their life, you know what I mean? Some people literally, they just, they, that's what they're used to retail. Like, yeah, for sure. It might be difficult for them to get into positions where they can get another role like that, you know what I mean, in that mm -hmm. particular industry. But, even that, on to the next point I was going to make for that was, uh, does this highlight a new era for job roles going forward? Like, is oh sure, is the retail industry basically dying? Like, you need to up up your up your levels, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, does this highlight <laughs> a new era for jobs going forward? Was a question. So, I think I don't think it's completely gone because it depends what type of retail. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, do you see for markets kind of retail? I don't know. No, they don't, do they? Don't ask them that question. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying, does it not? No, because it's like, it's essentials, isn't it? It's food and, food and whatever, but I'm going, yeah, going, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I think, obviously, there's going to be now any company that doesn't have, like, an online store, for example. Yeah, someone's now, touching in the comments, but yeah, go on, yeah. Yeah, now they will have to definitely do that, and <laughs> yeah. because of that, there'll be a lot more tech-based roles. There'll be... Mm -hmm. And I think that's happening across the world anyway. Like mm -hmm. computers are taking a lot of jobs that mm -hmm. people traditionally used to do. So I think it's definitely it's definitely probably time to reskill. Not for everyone, but mm. but yeah, there's definitely gonna be a shift. Okay. I can't say what exactly, but yeah. Shout out Pearl. She was saying Pearl Street Pot wrote the high street was in decline because of a mix of factors, including online the online platform. But this has sped up. Hopefully, other industries will grow and the economy will pick up. So, 
You know, there's always uh, that element as well. You know, other industries, because of this, will might or potentially should grow and will offer more openings for people to enter. And again, that like was talking about retrain because people are going to have to change their skill set. Do you get what I mean? To be adaptable yeah, and sure. change the times, man. And even going forward with skill set, changing and adapting, yeah. Do you, you kind of touched on this briefly, but do you think the world is becoming more tech savvy? And basically, you know, IT and tech savvy are more reliant on, you know, AI systems. Definitely, definitely. I think there's a big shift now towards big data. So mm-hmm. a lot of information that companies are collecting on you when you pay for stuff and mm. when you browse and all that jazz, a lot of that is being monetized now. And mm. there's a big push, I think, now in pretty much every industry to try yeah. and get a hold of that stuff. So there's definitely a shift towards, you know, the tech-based and the IT-based because, because yeah, Technology is getting better, <laughs> you know. A lot of things that wasn't possible before are now possible. And obviously, you always need some sort of human element, um, at least for the foreseeable future. But computers can do a lot more now <laughs> than, True. They, than they, they, they couldn't before. before. And they can like do even, it efficiently as well. Exactly. Like, even last week, we was talking about, um, when we had Fina on, we was talking about, now in surgery, there's even robot hands mm-hmm. doing the surgery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not for every surgery, but mm-hmm. it's it's progressing. And mm-hmm. I think most industries are now they're now having to evolve. So yeah, man, I think so. Good point. So obviously, last point to wrap up because I know we take up people's time today. Thank you so much for listening. But um, it was will you is is this the time to be even more um self sufficient in terms of creating your own brand and product so that basically is would the question was is creating your own brand and product like more important now than ever basically because you know you can't necessarily rely on the system to always be there and function for you going forward you get what i'm saying yeah so i think i think it depends on what you want from life i don't yeah. think everyone has the same you know ambitions or priorities for example yeah but I do think it's always smart to try and have multiple streams of income. I don't think for everyone, you, they'll need to create a product, for example. Because yeah. to be honest, even people in that have products, they're being affected by this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, but I think as a consequence of this situation, a lot of people will now think of you know, other ways to just increase their income so they're more they're more ready in case anything were to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think in terms of branding, branding is definitely important and not just necessarily product or service based. Like there's a big push now in personal branding. So you look mm-hmm. at even, you know, your influencers and, um, and just companies in general mm-hmm. um, and individuals like personal branding now is quite important. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, it goes back to what your priorities are and what, Go you know, is important for you. That's a good point. Yeah. And like we said, we did have the discussion, yeah. Um, a jack of all trades or a master in one in it. So, you know, I think not to that same specific, but it's very, it's pivotal that you can be skilled in different areas and have a, a varied skill set. You know what I mean? Obviously, you can have your profession and your career, but... If that, God forbid, if that fails, you've got something to fall back on, in it? Because I think when people get into an into a role, into a career, into an industry, they become comfortable. 
But once yeah. that once that thing fails, what have you got to fall back on? You get what I'm saying? So, you know, I think it's important now more than ever to try. It's difficult, obviously, because if you're working a full time job, it's difficult to go and do a course on the side or do something that's got potential value for the next fifty years. You get what I'm saying? Uh, but I think it's 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 definitely important that you try to kind of um, enhance your skill set where you can. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it doesn't have to be anything drastic, but something you could potentially use to go into a different role or in, into a different line of work temporarily if you had to. Do you get what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, or even if you Even if you needed to work on your own accord, you've got something that can really be tangible in terms of you staying afloat. So, yeah, man. Yeah. That was it. It took up a lot of time today, but yeah, thank you. I know, for I know. Listening. Yeah, thanks you lot, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll post it. Subscribe to the YouTube. Um, I don't actually have yeah. anything. Have you got anything? Uh, I don't even, <laughs> actually don't. <laughs> no, it's calm, but yeah, no, I appreciate everyone listening, man. Thank you so much for sticking with us, man. I t- we took up a lot of time today, but... Um, yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate it. I know it's Thursday, everyone's in the house, people are doing other stuff, like, you didn't need to be here, but trust me, man, I actually appreciate it, no matter what the numbers are. So we're going to post it, subscribe to the YouTube, follow our pages, um, share, repost, let people know about us. It was dope, man. So until next week... We got it.